Iowa everywhere. Mike Palm, Ken Miller, Miller. together on Iowa Everywhere. Welcome to The Hook, powered by Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. This is Iowa Everywhere. And hello again, everybody, and welcome to another installment of The Hook. My name's Ken Miller. My partner here is Mike Palm. He's the Vice President of Operations at Circus Sports. Coming up on the program, we'll recap the Major League Baseball, maybe take a little bit of peek ahead as Circus got their futures out on, on next year's World Series. We'll do college football, college basketball, of course, the NFL. One of the things I really like about this is Mike and I do talk some NHL during the program and a little bit of horse racing today, as well as we look back at the Breeders' Cup and in particular, the Breeders' Cup Classic. Uh, Mike, let's get to it. Uh, How are you, first of all? I'm good, Kenny. How are you? I'm doing well. My uh, radio partner, Trent Condon, back in studio today. Eyes were all bloodshot, looked like he hadn't slept, but... uh, But you know what? That tells me he did Vegas right. He spent the weekend at Circa, did uh, all of the all of the restaurants, the stadium swim, et cetera, say to made a little bit of money on college football on Saturday, gave it all back on the NFL on Sunday. But he did well. It's a tough racket. Yeah, I know he and his wife had a great time this this past weekend and looking forward to seeing you and Chris and the rest of the Iowa Everywhere crew out there in early December. Yeah, I'm, I have, I, in fact, he's already jealous that uh, we're going back in December, Condon is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. A couple of days, and it's going to coincide with the Iowa State women playing on Wednesday night, and then, of course, the men on Thursday. Well, hats off to you. You had a significant score on the Houston Astros uh, winning the World Series. I likewise, but we play at different levels. Uh, But, uh, look, you can't knock a win. A win is a win. Uh, But uh, the Houston Astros knocked off the Phillies in six games. If you're a Phillies fan, you can't be sitting at yourself in the long, hard winter saying, man, we were the better team. They they just weren't. The right team won the World Series. Yeah, the team that – team that had the more depth in the pitching staff and the team that put the ball in play more, made contact, better defensive team. It's, I, I thought the Astros were the best team all year long. The Dodgers, because they won 111 games, got uh, got all the attention. But uh, um, the Astros uh, were the better team. And, uh, I, you know, a six-game series, I thought it was a pretty good series. You know, the first four games um, – one team or the other had a five nothing lead. So when you hear that, you say, oh, it wasn't a very good series. But remember, the Phillies came back in the first game and then the, the, the game in, in Philadelphia with Nola was 0-0 into the fifth and it becomes a no-header and all that. So I thought it was a very good World Series and the best team won. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts on uh, on Joe Davis's work? Of course, John Smoltz, I think he's a solid pro at what he does. He's a great pitcher. Uh, obviously a Hall of Fame pitcher, both as a starter, and then when he was required, he's coming back from injury. He made a closer out of himself. Uh, your thoughts on the broadcast crew? Smoltz, you could argue, is the best postseason pitcher of all time. His, his numbers are incredible. Uh, it's hard to con- compare Whitey Ford in those eras, but in, uh, in our era, I think Smoltz was. Um, Joe Davis was tremendous. I thought those guys did a great job. I, I, I'm, Smoltz is my number two guy as far as an analyst. Uh, I, I like Ron Dar- I like Darling the best. Oh, that's a great crew. That that Mets crew is terrific with Hernandez. Yeah. Um, so, but I thought they did a tremendous job, and I really didn't miss Joe Buck at all. 
Uh, let's get to uh, to next year. Of course, Circa's already come up with their uh, odds to win the 2023 Super Bowl. So what goes into our Super Bowl, World mm-hmm. Series? What goes into that, Mike? How, how um, free agency is yet to happen. We do know the schedule, and I'm not sure the schedule matters uh, that much when it comes to setting odds. Uh, take us behind the scenes when you want to when you put up futures very quickly after one season ends. Boom! Next season's odds are up. Yeah, you still have to look at the body of the regular season, the works that's done. Who are the free agents? Who do you anticipate going somewhere else? You see, uh, the guys are already declaring their free agency or whether they want their player options, right? So uh, that gives you a little bit of tip of the cap. And then the postseason comes into some play, though. So that's why it's the Dodgers and Houston are favored again. Uh, you know. I think the Dodgers still have some pitching questions to answer, but uh, you know, it's not too far off of, off of how the year ended now. And then you let the public sort of bet the number to where it should be. Is there a team uh, that you would bet now? And when do you normally uh, uh, make your future play? Do you wait you know, to the spring training? Yeah, I, I start doing it in, in uh, the first part of spring training. When we get into February and that, and the pitchers and catchers report, that's when I start taking a hard look at the rosters, all the moves, and then start looking to see where he can find a little bit of value. Has uh, has uh, any better stepped up and uh, forced you guys to make any movement at all, or is this kind no, of courtesy? No, we haven't, we haven't seen anything yet, Kenny. Gotcha. All right, let's go to the weekend. Uh, we, we can start, I guess, let's start with college football. Uh, Georgia beating Tennessee – I could see that maybe not the fashion that they did. Uh, and then LSU and Alabama, which was a very entertaining football game. I'm guessing that those were the biggest right of the day. Did uh, Were you guys on the right side as far as uh, the outcome of those? Wrong side of Georgia. Uh, we had the highest line in the market, I think, at nine and a half um, midweek on. And so that was a big decision. They bet Georgia first half in Georgia game. So we lost that. We win the Alabama game. Um, we needed LSU a little bit there, but a much smaller decision. And then um, Clemson game, we win two. Uh, that was the third biggest right uh, where, uh, you know, we needed Notre Dame um, more than we needed LSU. So um, all, it was a mixed bag on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're a Notre Dame grad. Did the, did the outcome surprise you? Shocked. Yeah. Absolutely shocked. That's how behind Clemson- it. Clemson couldn't move the ball at all. Um, you know, they usually win those games. Clemson wins those games in those spots, and they were dominated in that game. I, you know, the block punt for the touchdown, but that last drive where Notre Dame sort of drained the final seven minutes of the, the, the first half and scored to go up 14 nothing. I said, oh, boy, they got a real good chance to win this game. And then 14 nothing going to the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden here come the turnovers. Really brutal beat if you had the under. Yeah, no. So what does this mean for Notre Dame going forward as far as rest of their season? What, uh, where, how, how, how far can they go? I mean, they're six and three. We still got a couple of really tricky spots coming up, one in particular. What, uh, what's your thought on Notre Dame uh, for the rest of the year? Well, you know, if they could win out and beat USC, that's the uh, playing a pretty major bowl game, but that's a big if, uh, a big if right now. So, uh, and the game is in California, is it yeah, not? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a big thing too. Playing at home at Notre Dame and at night there when they played Clemson, but we'll see. Obviously, they're running the ball very well, uh, and the defense played well. So, still, they have a long way to go to grow at quarterback. But uh, you know, they're they're salvaging their season that once looked lost. Mm, it certainly did. Um, let's uh, let, let's let's stay out west. Um, UCLA, Utah, Oregon, USC. 
this could be a heck of a fight in this Pac-12. We overlooked that for whatever reason. It doesn't get the attention. I think uh, don't think that uh, or should. Um, how's this going to shake out? I think Oregon will play the winner of the Calif- the LA game uh, for the Pac-12 championship, and we'll see. Oregon probably has the best case. They haven't lost a game in league, although they got beat so badly by Georgia in that first so-called neutral site game where, you know, those Pac-12 teams always go play in the SEC territory and get pummeled in a neutral site game. Um, I don't know if they can get in. It really helps them. I mean, the Pac-12 had a huge week of the fact that uh, Alabama got beat to sort of take them out of it. And then also Clemson got a loss because I don't know how you were going to get around Clemson. The schedule's so easy. So it sort of opens up to they got to get TCU's got to get beat somewhere along the line. Well, they've got Texas this week and Baylor to follow, and then Iowa State to end the season. Yeah, but I if if they won all three, would you be shocked? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> they're sort of they're sort of on a level playing field in that in the Big Twelve, right? Everybody anybody can beat anybody on a given day, and but Texas nobody's playing so no, well. Like nobody's beat TCU yet, so we'll see. I, I was impressed with Texas at Kansas State. Uh, this is probably their toughest task here, having to go to Austin this week. Yeah, I agree with you. And then Baylor the following week. And Iowa State's been known to ruin playoff teams uh, <laughs> back in 2011 as they took on Oklahoma State and beat them on that, uh, on that, on that Friday night. Um, play- playoff rankings come out tonight. If indeed TCU is not four, that they keep, the committee keeps Tennessee. First of all, who should be number four? Who will be number four when the rankings are unveiled tonight? Well, it should be TCU um, because that still sets Tennessee up well to rank them fifth, right? And somebody falls along the way, they're going to win out. They won't make the conference championship game, but, boy, they have some great wins. Um, so it's hard to say because they, they never give TCU a fair shake, it would seem. They put the one-loss Alabama team ahead of them, so I suspect Tennessee will be ahead of them. But it doesn't really matter, I don't think. I think if TCU wins out, they'll put them in. I do too. I don't think that they will. So, so let's do this hypothetical with me, if you will. Um, and I'm with you on I'm with you on Tennessee. I think they're just going to hang around and, mm-hmm. and perhaps back their way into number four. I think Georgia wins out. Clearly, it's not saying a lot. If if Michigan and Ohio State play the final week of the regular season, and this game is 21-20, it's 31-29, uh, 31-28. If it's a field goal or less. Uh, can you make a case that Tennessee, let's say TCU loses, and I believe they will, could we see two teams from the Big Ten and two teams from the SEC? Would they go for that? I don't think you'll get two teams from the Big Ten, Kenny. I just don't think so. Look, they had Michigan ranked behind Clemson. So that's the problem there. What if Michigan uh, beats Ohio State? Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I think they'd rather put a Pac-12 team in than put two Big Ten teams in. I just don't think it's going to happen. It's, it's interesting now. LSU controls their own fate in the West. If LSU runs the table and beats Georgia, they're a two-loss SEC champion. Does a two-loss team get I don't know. Never it, happened. It's, it's very muddled. Somehow, someway, the Pac-12 will probably be on the outside looking in. But there's so many different scenarios right now you know, that have to have I, – I, I think Tennessee's in a great spot to just sit there and win out and probably get the fourth, fourth seed. And every talk show tomorrow morning, or most of them, tomorrow throughout the day, at, at least at some point in their, uh, uh, in their time slots, going to be talking about what the committee did last night. I think it's brilliant. And, and you're right. They do change, seemingly change, 
uh, the parameters uh, on, on a weekly basis. All right, let's leave college football, but let's stay with football. The NFL this past weekend, first of all, uh, how was it for Circa? Did, uh, did the betters get you this past week, Mike? You know, we had a lot of big decisions. We had a shot to have a really good day. The late touchdown by Brady was a huge swing for us. There were a lot of decisions, but they seemed to go both ways. The biggest decision was the Raiders, and we won that one incredibly up 17 nothing again and then totally get outclassed in the second half um the vikings game ends up being a push we lose a little bit on the sideways because it was three and a half at one point um we win uh we lose the jets game uh they bet that down from 13 and a half to 10 and a half and the jets went outright we win the sunday night game um with the titans they bit the chiefs up to 14 so we came out ahead could have been a lot better but you know, a couple upsets there like Buffalo that knocks out the teasers and the parlay cards. Well, speaking again and knocked out with Buffalo, uh, let's talk about Circus Survivor because a guy that we've talked about on this show that had six entries and been going all in with one team, he put them all with Buffalo, Mike. Is this is that true? Is he out? He's out. Wow. I, I don't, I, you know, it's uh, when we were on the show on Saturday night where we break down how many picked this and that, I, I, scratched my head at the time and you know he got there so you know he got to the point to have six entries when nobody else did but the strategy made no sense to me because of thanksgiving right because you want buffalo against detroit he didn't uh, care for that he wanted he wanted the minnesota against new orleans i mean against new england yeah that that was his route i certainly would rather have buffalo against detroit uh what's the josh allen situation how closely will you guys watch that well, we'll have to because these injuries, you know, uh, Mike Lombardi tweeted about Testaverde having a serious injury, you know, and they didn't think it looks like much. And it, he ended up being out six weeks. And obviously it's a huge, huge, huge factor, not only on a, on a weekly basis, but in the future markets as well. And who gets that one seed? Does Buffalo end up, you know, it looked like a foregone conclusion. We'd have to play in Orchard Park to get to the Super Bowl, but maybe it goes back through Kansas City. I, I you know, who knows? Even the, the Chargers. How unbelievable are they? Like they're six and three. You know who could believe that or whatever. I mean, I, I I've kind of written them off, and yet their record is there. Miami's still making a little bit of noise, so it opens up the AFC quite a bit if he's out for any length of time. It, it sure does. Let's talk about those Dolphins because when Tua has started, I think all of the wins, all six wins, are when he started and finished the football game. Their three losses are when he hasn't been able to answer the bell. Are you buying the Dolphins? Yeah. I was impressed that they moved the ball like they did, and it, the the weather was the weather was warm, but very windy uh, at Soldier Field, and they moved the ball. I don't know if their defense is that good. I think if they get into a playoff and you and you have to be able to shut a team down, they might struggle a bit. But I think they're definitely a wild card team. I do too. How about the Jets in the same division? I mean, nobody thought we'd be talking about the AFC East as top to bottom, the most competitive division. Is there another wild card team potentially in the East? I root for the Jets. I don't know. I have no interest in them. But, it, you know, I found myself rooting for them the more they stayed in that game against Buffalo and and, and they just hang around. I mean, losing Brees Hall hurts them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see what they could do. The quarterback's just not very good. They have to run the ball, and they don't have many chunk plays at all. So if they can somehow make the wild card, that'll be quite an accomplishment. I'm not a Rand Tannehill fan, but the Titans are clearly better with Tannehill than oh. they are at this point. So this, is not a, this this kid is not a is not an NFL quarterback. I don't think he is either. I don't know if he will be, but I mean, they had one first down in the last 42 minutes of that game from the 5:34 mark. Wow! 
of the second quarter through overtime, which they played seven and a half minutes. They had one first down. That last drive, what was he doing? Just running around and taking sacks? I mean, the awareness just not there. They won the game, and Houston only passed for 50 yards. You can't do that in Kansas City. It's amazing what Vrabel's doing without a quarterback. He's a hell of a coach. In fact, yeah. I think he's on a very short list of the best coaches in the game. But it seems like Tennessee will win the division, fair to say. Well, I mean, Jeff Saturday going to turn Jeff Saturday? What is – how could they? How could they name Jeff Saturday the head coach? He's coached as I, much as you have. <laughs> I don't. Jeez, I I don't know. They're poor. The I know people that bet the Colts to win the Super Bowl. They thought the Colts Colts took money. You know, Tennessee was the favorite, and then it went off like a. Uh, uh, you know, they were one and one a for the division co favorites. The Colts took a lot of money before the season. What a what were they? O of fourteen on third down and O of two on fourth down. That was that was a hard game to watch in Foxborough. Who's the second and third best team in the NFC? Assuming we both think the Eagles are on top, which I believe. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can get myself to say Cousins in Minnesota because I just think Cousins is, you know, again they went right down the field and they scored a touchdown, Kenny. I don't think yeah. they scored again until the fourth quarter. Right. I mean, <laughs> right. They were in big trouble in that game. That the interception really helped them. Um, I don't. I don't think it's anybody in the South. So I would put I would put Dallas Niners, Minnesota, and the 49ers in a hat for who's second third fourth. <laughs> yeah. And you could probably change that opinion every week. Yeah. Uh, and are you sold on the Eagles? Look, they're scheduled. They're gonna I think the worst they're gonna end up is 15 and 2. I mean, they're gonna be sitting in the catbird seat. They're a tough to they're tough to defend because Hertz can run the ball. They run that different type of offense. Um They've played well so far, so I, you have to give them the nod that they're the best. They're obviously the most complete, and they get out ahead of you. Now, in Houston, the first time they weren't didn't cover a first half uh, all season where they were tied at halftime. So um, somebody will still have to go into Philadelphia and win in, uh, in January, so you have to give them the advantage. Uh, let's talk quickly. It's not a great slate of games, I don't think, this week, although I do like the Sunday nighter, the, uh, the, the Niners and the Chargers. But what about the, uh, the lid lifter on Sunday morning, 6.30 Pacific? The folks in Germany who have never had a game before, and they get Tom Brady and the Buccaneers against the first-place team in the uh, NFC West. I mean, nobody saw Seattle being as good as they were. This looks like one of the better games of the week, Mike Paul. Yeah, it I like the Seahawks here. I think the Seahawks are playing very well. And that was just uh, that game in Tampa. Look, those, those two teams removed from Super Bowls. And then, you know, they played the NFC uh, in the NFC playoffs last year. That's how the Rams won the Super Bowl. While they were winning in Tampa Bay, you know, Green Bay, Green Bay got beat with a block punt by San Francisco. These games were played in the 50s. I mean, that game was hard-pressed to get to 20. So I just think this Bucks offense is not very good, and the Seahawks defense has been good. I think I like the Seahawks in this spot. It's actually an intriguing game I'll get up for. At 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. What, what kind of business will you do? Most of it, will you do most of your business on Saturday night? For that game, yeah, they bet it ahead of time because there will be 30 or 40 people there for that game, but the, the people will put that in their parlays, and they'll bet it ahead of time if they're going to play something. And then most people arrive to the book around 9 a.m. Pacific, 11, you know, Central. College basketball is underway. What kind of day was uh, was Monday? There was a ton of games. I know that uh, I've spoken with a ton of people that bet for a living, and they've they've all said to this is the time that they build up their bankroll, right? They think that they have an edge over the books in November. Was it a busy day yesterday? And um, did some of the more experienced bettors uh, have a day? It was a real busy day. We didn't do too badly um, because – 
And let, if you can avoid a big upset, there's a lot of eight and 10 team parlays you can put together with these teams that are 20 point favorites. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of people do that. Pros do that. You know, they'll bet a, they'll bet a $5,000 parlay to win 4,000 with these teams that are all 18 plus point favorites playing at home. And you can find 10 of them on the t- at this time, right? There's so many games. So we'll we'll have to see when we start getting some of the some of the bigger matchups what the handle will be but i mean right now nothing marquee there were some interesting pac 12 games last night i mean the, the sacramento state turns it over and ucla has a dunk at the buzzer to cover 25 and a half by 26 tulsa's up 19 on oregon state catching three and lose the game oregon state covers i mean there was some some strange happenings out there cal davis beats up on cal uh, at Berkeley. I mean, some, some interesting games late last night. Do you bet college basketball early season? No, I don't. I won't get into it till the conference schedule. That's when I tend to bet it in conference. Once I start seeing some of these tough spots in conference play betting against teams. And will you then bet a futures to win the conference at that point? I usually don't, Kenny. I don't, don't bet too many futures in college basketball. Yeah, I took I took a shot at a few just to just to have some action. I took some of my Astros money and uh, and spread and gave it back. You know, there's something, Mike, that uh, when it comes to futures, and you you shared this with me. I think it was last November when we were in Jefferson, uh, and I did not know this that when you make a future bet, and and the and the property's holding your money or the operator's holding your money, you get taxed on that each and every month. Mm-hmm. which is why the prices are probably a little bit out of kilter, right? That's why you have most people hold 28, 30% in the future market because you're paying a quarter of a percent in excise tax a month. Think about that. Why is that? If you hold, if you, if you make a bet in June on the Super Bowl, which is not going to pay out till February, we're holding that for eight months. We have to pay a 2% tax on whatever you bet. Right. So if you made a $5,000 future, we have to pay 2% of that, whether we win or lose. Right. That's the federal law, which we're trying to get repealed. Any chance? The, the first thing, the initiative, and I sit on the board of directors of the American Gaming Association. The first piece of legislation that's probably going to pass is to change the tax threshold on jackpots. Because, I mean, it was written in 1977. The 1200s ludicrous right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've introduced a bill 7500. It's probably going to get negotiated down to 5000. That'll pass first. And then they'll work on this excise tax. What else are you guys working on? Is there anything uh, percolating that would interest our audience? Well, for the AGA, they're, they're trying to get the federal government to go after the offshores and, and, yep. and illegal bookmakers. So that might not interest the audience at all, but they want to be, be on a fair playing field. You know, with people not paying taxes and people paying taxes, if one business owner, you know, if, if, if Eagles Country Mark doesn't have to pay taxes, how does High V compete with them? I mean, they can't, so... Uh, let's finish up with a couple of uh, topics we both love, and that's the the NHL. And then I want to get your take on uh, what I thought uh, was just an incredible performance on Saturday, Keeneland Racetrack in Lexington. But NHL, first of all, who caught your eye this week? Uh, the, look, the beat goes on for the Golden Knights. Um, I'm starting to buy in with them, Mike. I, I really am. I, I'll never be a fan for what they did to my Jets the one year I thought they had a chance to, you know, to get there with that team. Uh, and out of nowhere, they put the team together and boom, they play for a cup their first year, which wasn't fair, but here they are. Uh, and they earned their way there. Who caught your eye this week? Um, well, the Bruins continue to play very well. They're 11-2. and two. Uh, They took care of the Blues last night. The Blues started out 3-0, and oh, and I don't know if they've won a game since yet then. I think Dallas is playing well. Um, under DeBoer, they're scoring some goals. The team that I did not have my eye on that's caught my eye is New Jersey. 
Yes. First place. They went out on the West Coast and acquitted themselves pretty well. They don't give up many goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep an eye on that. That seems to look like it's going to be a, a, a playoff team this year. It hasn't been um, for a while. And a tough division there uh, with the Rangers and, uh, and Carolina, Carolina as well. Yeah, the, and two other teams, too, that, are, that I want to bring up that have really dominated that division, and both are off to awful starts, the Penguins and the Capitals. What's going on here? The Penguins give up multiple goal leads, it seems like, every other night. I mean, they're up three goals on Boston, get beat, and they're up three goals. They're not very good defensively at all, and and they have a lot to clean up and a lot of aging stars as well, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, uh, let's finish up with this. Uh, the Breeders' Cup has come and gone. I know that you guys uh, both booked bets, uh, booked, uh, had uh, some fixed odds as well as some paramutual. Was it a busy weekend? Did your customer base at Cirque, who's not uh, custom other than – you know, Triple Crown races and Breeders' Cup. Did they uh, did they fire at the Breeders' Cup? Yeah, we did. We we. I was surprised how much more right we did on set. Friday was a little slow. Saturday we wrote almost six figures on Saturday itself, uh, a little less than fifty thousand on Friday. But it was good. People come in for it, and then people that are there get involved with it as well. Especially the classic, obviously, and and with a horse that's gotten a lot of attention. Uh, let's talk about him, Mike. Uh, a lot of folks want to put him up with uh, the greats that have ever run, uh, the secretary to the world, the spectacular bids, whoever your favorite horse was that um, uh, Flightline is in that conversation. American Pharaoh, of course, won a triple crown. I won't put justify in that group, uh, but but I will um, ask you about Flightline, who had an abbreviated career. I think it's only six starts. He's off to the breeding shed. He's going to be valued at about $175, $180 million when he's sold. Um, just your thoughts on Flightline. A, does he belong in the conversation with the greats, and, and what did you think of his performance? Well, the, the performance was stunning. I, I No one ever talked about Did they really go three quarters in 107? Oh, no, it was wrong. Oh. Uh, the, was, yeah, there was a horse that uh, that pulled up, and the outriders, as you can see them on the other side of the track, they broke the beam. Yeah, yeah, it had to be because that, that couldn't have been. But the race set up perfectly for him. He got the pace to run into and nobody to close to him. I, I don't think you can put him in the conversation with, horse, with these horses that won triple crowns. It's a whole different thing to go on that triple crown trail and, you know, win three races in a month or five weeks. It's, mm-hmm. it's different. And it, it kind of makes – hits a nerve with me when they say secretariat and things like that. They say, well, but secretariat lost two races. After, stop it. He also went around and ran everywhere in the world in Canada at Arlington. And you know what I mean? This, this horse was spectacular, but it's, you know, I understand the economics of it, but it's just not fair to the fans that we'll never get to see him run as a four-year-old or beyond because we don't, we don't know. No. And it's just, I mean, I, I, on, on one hand, understand why he's going away. It's just too much money to continue to, because what if he gets beat? What if he comes out the next time and he gets beat again? Obviously his value plummets, but boy, he was something on Saturday. Uh, that's going to do I want to I want to tell you Kenny yep. this this story though with the, the kid the Cody's wish Oh I mean, what a great story I just showed the whole thing the story and then the race to my wife she was cooking breakfast she wept you know and she's yep. not one that cry. I I wept yep. I was weeping watching the race at Bar Canada as they came down the stretch you know well because you know, the the horse was lost three starts in a row. Who would ever thought he would have even been there on Saturday? And and just the story with his connection to this boy, and that the you know a, two years later he remembered the boy went right back to him, carried the rider over to him. It's just it's it's amazing, and they might make a movie out of it. They might they should make a movie. Yeah. 
I would. I don't go to movies. I would go to that movie in the theater. I would wait for it to come out. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Good stuff. Uh, we'll see you on MediaCon. We'll talk to you on uh, on Miller and Condon on Friday. Thanks for doing the hook here uh, on Iowa Everywhere, sponsored by Circus Sports. Thank you, Mike Baum. Have a great rest of your week, and thank you all for for tuning in here as we talk sports and sports wagering on the hook on Iowa Everywhere. Iowa Everywhere.